What's going on, people? This is your boy, Michael O, your chief motivational officer. Listen, I am excited to bring you a brand new podcast, Moving Mountains, hosted by myself. Find me on Spotify, find us on iTunes, find us on YouTube. Connect with us, Moving Mountains Podcast. What's going on, people? Welcome back to the Moving Mountains Podcast. I'm your host, Michael O. Welcome to Motivational Mondays. This is where I come solo. No guests, just me and you. I tell you what's on my mind. I share with you some of the principles, some of the tools that I have used along my journey that have brought me success and how it could help you too. And I've got to tell you, man, so far the feedback that I'm receiving from you guys is amazing, is exciting, it's encouraging. Please keep them coming. If you're listening to this on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, please make sure you go onto the reviews. I want to hear from you. I want to hear how other people are loving it. Of course, it helps with the algorithms as well. And so that doesn't hurt. Um, so... I love the feedback I'm getting from last week's episode where I talked about some of the investment principles that I have used when I shared about some of the things that I um, I discovered. I get re- a bit retrospective, especially on my birthday, and I shared this on the, on the last episode of Motivational Mondays. And um, I talked a little bit about money and investing opportunities, and I promised to do a much longer version of that episode where I'm probably going to give about 10 to 15 tips as to what you could be investing in, especially if you're starting with very little to no money. But before I do that episode, I think I might do that in the next couple of weeks, but before I do that episode, I just wanted to address something that I feel is super duper duper important because for a lot of people, I did I did some studies over the last few days, over the last um, over the last few days, especially, but over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of doing a little bit of research and I look at people like Mike Tyson who made over $300 million for in his career. And actually in one night he made 30 million. Michael, Michael, Mike Tyson ended up going broke after he finished his boxing career. There's Iverson who also made over 200 million in a 10, in the space of 10 years over his career, he also ended up going broke. Um, and there are so many stories like this. You hear about people who come into a, a word of money because of, because of winning a lottery or they come into, they suddenly come into a certain amount of fortune and they lose it over a certain period of time quite quickly, actually, um, sometimes as quickly as they gained it. And one of the reasons for this is because every single one of us has a belief right? That is operating our lives. The same way our iPhones and our Android devices have an operating system and that operating system determines how how useful, it determines the features, it determines the things that you are able to do with your phone. In the same way, we all have belief systems. We all have um, s- systems that are integrated within our psyche, within our subconscious, within our operating system that essentially governs our lives. And there are certain limiting money beliefs that a lot of people have adopted into their lives. And this stuff is running your life, right? This stuff is running your life. There's a reason why, if you look at the statistics, the more money people make, (laughs) the more money they spend. And actually, the further they go into debt. It's actually crazy because this happened to me, um, you know, throughout throughout my, my career as an entrepreneur. And so I wanted to come on here and share with you some of the some of the limiting money beliefs that I have identified. And sometimes I'm very cautious when I come on here. I want to give you practical tools that you can apply immediately that will be able to have a positive effect on your life. And so I'm very cautious to not give you hoo-ha. 
right? I don't want to come on here and give you airy-fairy shit that you can't apply to your life. But at the same time, it's also very important to, under, um, to understand. I want to keep a good balance where with everything that I'm given, with all the practical tools that I'm giving you to be able to go out and action and implement and apply to your lives, I also want you to take it a little bit further where we go on the subconscious level and we go on the deeper level and we're able to actually figure out what it really is that the problem is so that we're getting to the root of the issue so that you're having lasting success in, in, in your life. Sorry to interrupt you guys. I know you're enjoying yourself. I wanted to send a quick message to one of our sponsors for this episode, Property Cohort. They provide all of the top property services within the UK. If you are looking to acquire property or even thinking about it, make sure you check them out, seek their advice. It's www.propertycohort.co.uk. That's www.propertycohort.co.uk. So one of the things, one of the limited money beliefs that a lot of people have adopted, and some of these things are, so we play about with it and we don't even see the, we don't even see what's wrong with it because it has been so very deeply integrated within our lives. One of the things that my mom used to say all the time when I was growing up is money doesn't even grow trees. Yeah, you've heard that one before, right? You've heard that one before, money doesn't grow on trees. That's a lie, really. <laughs> money does grow on trees, like literally money comes from trees, but what money doesn't grow on trees, usually, my mum usually said that because she wanted to um, drive home the point that money is scarce and it's not readily available. Money is not re readily available like the, like the flowers or the leaves on a tree for you to go and pluck. And when you look at, when you look at life, there are, I'm, I'm around some people now who live like money grows on trees, literally. Literally, these guys don't seem to work any harder than the average person. They don't seem to do anything overly extraordinary, um, but they make a lot of money with very little effort. And when I, when I continue to sit down and I talk with these people, I realize that they have a completely different mindset about money. They fully believe that they deserve money, right? If you say, if you're telling yourself money doesn't grow on trees, you're subconsciously telling yourself that you don't deserve money, right? That you have to work. And, and also we have grown in this, um, in this culture where we glamorize, you know, no pain, no gain and all of this stuff. And I, I like, I, I like to strike a good balance between understanding that, yes, it's important for you to, hard work is important. But for me, I don't correlate hard work to making money, right? I work to be inspired. I work to be able to fulfill my purpose. I work to be able to live out my creative expressions. Those are the reasons why I do work. I don't necessarily work for money. I don't expect, of course, I expect to get paid. I expect to, you know, when I make appearances or do whatever, I expect to get paid for it, of course. But what I'm saying is I don't expect my financial growth to necessarily increase in proportion to the amount of hours that I put in. I expect my financial growth to grow full stop because I have come to understand that I am deserving of it and that money is readily available everywhere, Right. I shared the statistics on the last episode when I talked about when I talked about money between 2020. Um, in 2020, there was about 50 um, 50 new millionaires and 50 millionaires. In 2021, there were about 56 millionaires, which means in the recession when people were losing their jobs, when lives people's lives came crashing down financially, there were over six million more millionaires that were created in that year alone, right? 
that goes further to reaffirm the fact that money does grow on trees. Money is readily available. Money is accessible. And that's the first thing that you need to begin to change in your mind. That's the first thing that you need to begin to shift in your mind. If you're going to be able to make money and be able to keep money and be able to grow money and allow money to work for you, you need to drop that first limiting belief that money is not available, that money is not readily available, that money is scarce. Because if you have an ad- if you have a mindset of scarcity, that may not necessarily make it true in the world, but it makes it true in your world, right? So your life, whatever you choose to believe, that's the crazy thing about belief systems, man. Whatever you choose to believe becomes true for you. The universe is going to give you a lot of evidence to back that thought process, to back that belief that you have chosen to hold on to. So that's the first thing you've got to clear out. There's another thing that, and and this was a tough one for me because I grew up in church, right? And I grew up in church hearing the misquotation all the time, money is the root of all evil. Recently, Elon Musk um, made a bid to placed a bit. I don't know if he actually bought Twitter yet, but he placed a bid to buy Twitter for something along the lines of $42 billion um, or something. And whenever I'd go on the, on the posts and on the comments, the general consensus of people's comments were no one person in the world should be allowed to have so much money. With great power comes great evil and, you know, all these shitty comments that continue to reaffirm the fact that people believe that the more money you make, the, the more you become evil or something along the, along the lines. And, and, and they would be very quick to tell you money is the root of all evil. And a lot of, a lot of us subconsciously have this at the back of our minds that there is some correlation of abundant wealth to evil. And that's a, that's a tricky one because me, for example, because I grew, I grew up in church and I remember around really the age of 23, 22, 23, man, I was broke. I was mad broke. I was putting in crazy hours. I'd had my business from the age of 19 and I was doing a lot of stuff on the surface that looked like I was making good progress and I was making good progress. But for some reason, I just couldn't unlock abundance financially into my experience. And through a lot of deep searching, I started to understand, I started to learn that I had some kind of underlying conflict between being allowing myself to be to become rich allowing myself to live out the riches that I truly believe that I that I am worth and have and the correlation between abundance and spirituality there was a big conflict over there and when I continue to speak to a lot of people like I speak to a lot of my cousins and some of the people from back in the day and there is this subconscious underlying belief that there is a correlation somewhat that yeah they just you know I just want to make enough money to be able to feed my family and be able to buy a nice house and a nice car and be able to feed my children but anything overly abundant more than that just is listen allow yourself allow yourself to be able to attract as much money into your lives as possible tell yourself now and forevermore there is absolutely nothing evil about money money is good Money is heaven, yes? <laughs> money, having an abundance of money. In fact, I believe, actually, that poverty is evil. Think about it. How are you able to do a lot of good? How are you able to help people and a lot of people in the world and a lot of people in life if you're 
struggling to make ends meet yourself, right? You're, you will be very limited on how much we're able to do. The, the actor of Taken, Liam Neeson, he's a patron for one of these charities. And I saw him doing one advert the other day asking people to donate money to a cause. And a lot of people were going under, under the comments saying, yes, we know how, you know, the rich continue to get richer and the poor continue to get poor because the rich take from the poor and all of that. You need to remove that identity. If you don't want to attract lack, insufficiency and poverty into your life, you need to detach yourself from the identity of being among the poor. When there are crazy things out there being said between a, 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 and there's a contrast being made between rich and poor, Categorize yourself and see yourself among the riches. That is how you begin to change your identity and detach yourself from anything that is poor and poverty. Look, poverty doesn't start in your bank account, right? It simply ends there. It starts with your identity. If look, there are there's you've heard of stories like Donald Trump and people like that who have lost a lot of money and gained it right back over a very quick period of time. Right. And the reason for this is because they have a predominantly abundant, rich mindset. That is the outlook that they have of themselves. And so regardless of what happens, you know, circumstantially to their finances, they're simply going to bounce back very quickly because this is who they are. On the other hand, there are people who come into a fortune of 50 to 100 million. They win this lottery five, 10 years down the line. They're right back where they started. In fact, I heard an, <laughs> there was a lady who won 50 million and she lost it after 10 years. And she was she was interviewed and they <laughs> they asked her, they said, um, how do you feel now that you have lost all of this money? And she said she actually feels better now than when she had all that money because people don't keep coming up to her and asking her for stuff. I mean, look. You you can tell from this from this person's identity of themselves that they never shifted from the identity of a poor mindset to the identity of a rich mindset. Yeah. Um, and that's very important. If you're going to be able to attract a lot of money and be able to retain a lot of money and be able to multiply a lot of money in your life, your identity needs to change. Money is not evil. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you guys. I know you're enjoying yourself. I wanted to send a quick message to one of our sponsors for this episode, Property Cohort. They provide all of the top property services within the UK. If you are looking to acquire property or even thinking about it, make sure you check them out. Seek their advice. It's www.propertycohort.co.uk. That's www.propertycohort.co.uk. The third limiting money belief that a lot of people talk about is... And, and this is almost a given. I saw the 30 under 30 list. I think it was a couple of weeks ago about how much money all of these under 30s in the UK had brought in. And you saw Stormzy and all of these guys and they were making a shitload of money. And you go underneath the blogs and the comments and people are saying, well, money can't buy. Money can't make you happy. Money doesn't buy happy. Who the fuck asked you? Who said money could buy you happiness? Who argued? Who is arguing out there? between money and happiness there is no correlation between money and happiness money is money happiness is happiness money isn't necessarily supposed to bring you happy but i can tell you a very quick way to be unhappy yeah people will be very quick to give you examples of wealthy people who committed suicide and you know rich people who kill themselves because they're unhappy i know a lot of very 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 unhappy broke people too how about that Right. So <laughs> there is no correlation between money and happiness. They are 
exclusively indistinct to one another, right? Money is simply a tool to be able to use to fulfill your purpose, pursue your purpose, do good work in the world. And that's literally all money is. Money is simply a tool. Money is not necessarily something that is supposed to make you happy. And, and this is something that I have also shared on previous episodes where I talk about assuming the feeling of whatever it is you're trying to attract now. Because if you're in your life right now at a place where you maybe don't have enough and you are trying to aim and push for a better feeling place but you feel and think that if you get that promotion if you get that new job if you get more money that's going to bring you happy well that's going to bring you happiness well newsflash <laughs> you know sorry to burst your bubble but that's not going to happen right you are not going to any of those things that you're you're aiming for in your life isn't necessarily going to change the state of your happiness necessarily if you attain it the real key is to be able to attain that status right now. The real key is to be able to assume that feeling right now and understand that you are whole, you are complete, right as you are now. And from that place of wholesome and completion, you are then able to attract everything that you desire and want into your life, right? You can't get to happiness through achievement, right? Through achieving or attaining anything. That's not, that's just not how the process works. And that's why you'd find that a lot of people would be able to attract money into their lives and yet will be unhappy in life because money was never supposed to be the, the source of their happiness in the first place. Happiness is an inside job. Happiness is something that you do. In fact, happiness is a decision, right? I block people who don't make me happy. Yeah. I distance myself from people who don't make me happy. I, uh, surround myself with things that make me happy, right? I love music. I love my family. I love my friends, the good vibes ones only, yeah? I, love, I intentionally surround myself. I wake up every morning. I meditate. I give my attention to things. Before I even take a phone call, before I check my messages, before I check my WhatsApp, if you've been calling me and I haven't been answering, that's it. Don't call me before 12 o'clock, yeah? Um, I need to take the time in the morning and I fortify myself. I do the things that make me happy. I give my attention to positive things. I give my attention to things that will build my spirit and that will fortify me before I decide to deal with anything on the outside world, right? Those are the things. Those are the tools that help and uh, work towards your happiness, not necessarily money or the attainment or the acquisition of anything. That new car, that, that new house, none of those things is going to bring you happiness, right? That's the misconception that we live in. And that's um, one of the things that I try to shed a lot of light on because all of these things I have, I have experienced. Yo, I, I remember within one 18 month period, I had three brand new Bentleys. I said one Bentley wasn't going to make me happy. <laughs> so I went and got another one and another one. And I looked and, and the reality, the reality is looking back on it now, man, I've done some dumb shit in my life. I've done some really dumb shit in my life. I am all for, you know, I, I still enjoy my, I still enjoy my nice cars and my nice things in life. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't attain, aspire to attain and achieve these things in life. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that it's very important to distance the correlation of achievement and attainment of anything, the acquisition of anything and happiness, right? Because that's when trouble sets in, when you think that it's, that happiness is going to come from anything outside of yourself.
right? So, um, yeah, man, look, I could go on forever about money limiting beliefs, but this is what I, I want you to use this as an exercise. I want you to use this, this episode as a catalyst to be able to examine your own life, to be able to examine your own mindset, to be able to see where you think money limiting beliefs may be in your life that could be affecting your finances. Because the reality is, it's not, in, it's not so much as in what's on your payslip or what's on the bank account that makes you rich. It is the operating system. Look, we have these phones, right? I upgrade my iPhone literally every other week, every other two weeks. There's a new software update that has new features and all of these apps that we have on our phones that have all these regular updates. And the reason we do all these regular updates is so that it can bring it up to speed with where technology is and be able to unlock new features, Right? A lot of us are operating on a lip on, on limiting beliefs that we learned from when we were six, seven, eight years old, from when we heard mum say, mum and dad walk around and turn off every light in the house because there wasn't enough money to pay the light bills. And all of this crazy things that we have experienced in our lifestyle, in our upbringing, our younger selves, our younger minds came to the conclusion, we concluded that there was a world and a, and a and a universe of not enoughness, or there was a world of scarcity out there. So we need to hoard everything that we have and use as little as possible resources so that we can hold on to the stuff. And what that did was it actually did a lot more harm than good. And, you know, our parents and the people around us, they didn't know much better. They just did what they knew best at the time. But now that we're older, it is now our responsibility to be able to search within ourselves, within our belief systems and the things that we have come to, to hold as true, to be able to hold, them to the, hold them to the fire and be able to judge that, you know what, is this progressing me? Is this bringing me progress in my life? Is this moving me forward or is this holding me back? And when you start to see that there are limited money beliefs that are holding you back, you just have to swap them for the counter of it, which is that, that we live in an abundant universe. In fact, listen, there is enough money. Do you know that there is enough money in the entire world to make every single person on this planet a millionaire? Think about that. We do not live in a scarce universe. We do not live in a universe of, of limitation at all. We live in an abundant universe. And what you are able to attract and retain in your life is dependent on what you choose to believe, right? Whatever you choose to believe is not necessarily the truth of the universe. It's just what becomes true in your universe. So I hope this I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I hope I've given you some tools to be able to think about and to be able to go and action some things and be able to review some of the things that are running in your life and bring you into a better place. And also, like I said on last week's episode, I have got a new segment that's coming up where I will be able to answer questions that you guys post to us. I need you to follow Moving Mountains um, on Instagram. It's movingmountainspod underscore. Send us a DM either via voice note or text message. If you have a dilemma about business, entrepreneurship, the things that I talk about here to do with the laws of attraction, all of these things, send us a DM. I'll answer your questions on one of the episodes of Moving Mountains podcast. I continue to appreciate your, your, your support, your, your motivation, your encouragement. But be sure, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. If you're listening on YouTube, absolutely comment below. Uh, make sure you share this. Until next time. All new episodes drops every Monday and Wednesday, available on all platforms.